jump out of how we're feeling and into other perspectives, in like under perspectives. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> what are you talking at the same time? Play that back. Play that back. I was going to say yes. Other. Other sessions. Okay. You had too much wine. Well, I was gonna say. We sound, do we sound drunk? Hopefully. Girl brain. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, people? Welcome back to the Girl Brain Podcast. I'm Katie. I'm Bree. And today, we're going to be continuing to talk about Taylor Swift. Woo! Woo! <laughs> so if you loved our last episode, then you'll love this one because it's just like the last one except for we had a little more wine, so. It gets a lot worse. <laughs> okay, so the next album that we are going to talk about is her 1989 album. Yay! So 1989 came out in 2014, not 1989. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> and we were 10 years old in 2014. No, we were not. How old are we? If we came out, we would have grad- We would have been in college. Mm, I was born in 2004. <laughs> so I don't know. How old are you now? 16? Like nine now. Nine years old. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> that math adds up. Yeah. Somebody do the math on that and let us know. <laughs> Okay, so what, how old were we then? We were 14. No, <laughs> we were not 14. We were sophomores in college. Yeah. Or we were, I don't know what date, I don't know what date. We were, we were 19. Out. We were 19-ish. So we were still idiots. 19, 20, high school, or college You sophomores. know what, I specifically remember this coming out and me being in my sorority house and me watching Good Morning America oh and, yeah. it, and her being on there singing out of the woods. Okay, I remember watching like music videos or like lyric videos in the TV lounge of my sorority house mm-hmm. um, of like 1989. Like we watched Out of the Woods, we watched Blink, Blink Space, Space a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that for sure. Um, we were so excited I, when this came out. I really liked it at the time. I really did. But then, like, kind of, I think after seeing some of her more recent stuff, I'm kind of like, yeah, 1989 was not, like, her best. I think it's just one of those albums where you can see that she was, like, not at her best place in life. Mm-hmm. But I still really liked some of the songs that came out. Like, I honestly, like, I loved, like, Space, and I'm not usually one to, like, really love the big hits from like, albums. And, and pop songs. I'm not really yeah. a big pop song Yeah, I'm person. really not. Like, if it was, like, a really trendy, like, big hit I'm not usually one to like it but I loved I did love Blank Space so that was a good one but if we're talking about favorites on 1989 can I go ahead and say mine yeah go ahead so my favorite from 1989 was Clean and, and I feel like it's still one of your like top five. I would agree I, I don't know why like and no one else really like loves Clean but ever since you've mentioned it to me I've been listening to it more yeah recently and it's I, it's becoming one of my favorites. Slowly. I love that. I love that it's I'm influencing really you in a positive way. Thank you. I've never heard of her. Um, so, okay, <laughs> Morgan's like, never heard of her. Never um, heard of her. <laughs> but the thing, okay, so the thing about Clean is that it, it really resonates with you about, 
Like, if you've ever been, like, through a really hard breakup, like, if you've dated someone for a long time, and then you break up with them, and then you literally feel like you're going through, like, withdrawals. Like, this sounds so dramatic, and I know. But, like, if you've been there, like, you know. And, like, that was what the song kind of feels like. It's, like, breaking yourself off of the addiction of, like, loving somebody and, like, Mm -hmm. realizing that you're okay, like, by yourself. And, like, that's what clean is. And, like, I've gone through that, like, a couple times. And so I think that song is just, like, really good for me and I just really like the beat and it's like really mellow and like serious but like it's still really catchy wow thank you you struck a chord with me should I I said you struck a oh chord. <laughs> I said you should record with me I'm like I am recording with you <laughs> we're <laughs> recording the podcast <laughs> okay so did I I said you struck a chord with me. okay so you like clean now too that I've kind of demonstrated why I like it you've demoed it and here I am I'm here. <laughs> Katie, what's your favorite song on 1989? <laughs> okay. To be honest, I don't really like any of the songs on her album. <gasps> 1989. So, I said that Red was my <laughs> least favorite album, but really I think 1989 is my least favorite album. Um, if I had to pick a favorite song, I'd pick Out of the Woods or Clean. What about, okay, I really liked Blank Space, though. Blank Space is good, but it's too boppy for me. Really? Because, like, I feel like we listen to it a lot and we're like, nice to meet you, where you been? Yeah, it's a good it's a good song to listen to, but it's not one of my... Yeah. Drink! <laughs> she has sung at every album, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> I, I just don't... I don't love this album. And, I mean, I really do like Out of the Woods, but mostly because of the music video, because I think the music video is really, really well done and the drought was the very worst the lyrics of out of the woods are amazing like i'm singing clean (laughs) (laughs) see i don't even know the words to the song listen the lyrics to out of the woods are just are we out of the woods yet are we out of the woods yet are we out of the woods yet are we out of the woods are we in the clear yet are we in the clear yet are we in the clear yet in the clear yet good so, I do like Out of the Woods just because I think it's a fun song, but, I mean, if I had to pick a favorite song on this album, I'd probably pick Clean. Now. Now I'd pick Now Clean. that I've explained. Now, not, I mean, I've, I would have picked it before you explained it, but. All right, well, I think that's all we have on 1989. Yeah, I have nothing else to add. Me neither. Moving on. Do you want to sing anything? Um, no. All right. <laughs> okay, so Taylor on her Reputation album, that's what we're moving on to, she kind of, like, broke her streak with having a new album every two years. This time she had one uh, three years later in 2017, which we were graduating from college this year. Yeah. Um, and this was kind of an album that called out all the people who had basically been kind of trashing her. Yeah, all her enemies got pooped on. For sure. <laughs> because a lot of people would she say... She was like, F the haters. Yeah, a lot of yeah. people would say that she only wrote songs about boys and like she must like go through boys so quick and blah 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 or it was like the kanye thing like she had a lot of beef with people like at this point it was just kind of like she was over having beef like beef with people and like her reputation being like the most important thing and she was just kind of like screw it i don't care i'm mad and i'm allowed to be mad and and i don't care about my reputation anymore and respect right so like at this point uh we had just graduated college and i was like I had been working in Houston and I started like a work trip to New Orleans and I remember listening to this song like 
or this album like nonstop on my New Orleans trip. So that's kind of what I think of when I think of reputation. Oh, really? Is like yeah, I like listened to it the whole like drive there and the whole time I was there and then like the drive home. So that was kind of like the time period for me. But it was weird because I was like I don't really resonate with any of these songs because like I don't really have beef with anybody yet. I'm just like a <laughs> yeah. like I'm just kind of like a new employee. <laughs> Like freshly graduated. I do have a favorite song. Okay, what is it? Um, my favorite song from this album is probably "Delicate," which I feel like is the <gasps> most basic song on the okay. album. Okay, well that's it's the most it's the most popular song that I felt like was played on the radio a bunch, which I feel a little sad that it's my favorite song. But okay, I, but okay, I I do too though. That's that's my favorite song. It's so delicate. Yeah. One of the things I love about it is that it's kind of like that techno-y robot kind of sound at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Like where she sounds like very tuned. Mm-hmm. I just think that sounds really cool in a song. Like, it wasn't, like, super fast-paced, like, and there wasn't, like, a whole lot of, like, backbeat or anything. Like, I feel like it was mm-hmm. super, like, mellow. But also, I feel like there's, like, the lyrics of the song, like... You must like me for me. Like, yeah. my reputation's never been worse, but you must like me for me. Yeah. Like, that's really cool that she's been able to tell everybody, like, mm-hmm. if you're my friend right now, like, you obviously like me because, like, no one has... Like, my no reputation one, like, has no never been No one likes me right now, yeah. Let's talk about Lover. Katie? Lover was her most recent album. Wait, where's my phone? I don't know. I just want to know what, I want to know what year this came out. Oh, well, it came out in 2019, I could tell you. It came out in July, no, August 2019, because uh, Folklore came out less than a year after her other song, or her other album. So, Lover came out uh, August 2019. It's a banger, obviously. We love Lover. Um, I feel like whenever it first came out, I listened to the songs, like, religiously, and then I kind of have dropped off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think some of the, like, honorable mentions are, like, Afterglow, Cornelia Street, Lover, Death by a Thousand Cuts, um, Paper Rings. Like, there's, those are some of the, like, she, songs This was a really know. good album. I feel like this was I, her was best good. album since she came out with Speak Now to me. I was, For me. I was extremely proud of this album when she came out with it because I was like, yeah, this is definitely, like, her just being raw and real and, like, intentional. And um, it was really, like, once again, it was just hella relatable. Like, I loved the Lover album. It was, it, was really it was good, good for our age, too. Yeah, it's, I mean, like we said before, it, all of her albums kind of just, like, follow us and, like, yeah. kind of speak to what things were going through at the, that time. Especially, like, the song The Man. Like, I don't really like the song The Man. Like, I don't, like, listen to it. But, but the, it's like, really relatable. But the, but the meaning of it and the purpose of it and, like, the lyrics, I'm like, yeah, I understand and relate to this a lot and like it resonates with me a lot especially like being a girl in stem like that was a huge thing for me was like yeah I do recognize those kind of like biases and like those patterns like that's for sure there and I was like really proud that she kind of like owned that especially like her directing the music video like on her own and like writing it and like it being on her own I was like you go girl like that was just it was big big power move so um Katie what is your favorite song in the lover album can I have two only if you get me more wine. You know the rule. Do I really have to get more wine? Yeah. You made me get you more wine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. I've gotten Breaker wine, and now I will <laughs> tell you my favorite song. Uh, can we just pause and explain the amount of wine that you poured me? Too much. That's yeah. a good word to use. Phrase to happened. use. <laughs> it's a heavy pour. Heavy pour. Like, eight ounces or more. No, it's, that's like, 
14 16 o- ounces. 14 ounces. Anyways, that can't be that much. No. Katie. That's like six. <laughs> this is not six ounces. Yeah. You guys have an issue with measurement. Katie. Okay, but isn't six, isn't eight ounces like the size of a normal cup? No. A normal pour a is normal like to here and it is like six ounces. Like a mug in there? My Keurig hooks up. 12 ounces. Okay, this is probably 12 ounces. A cup of coffee. Reg- probably eight ounces. Regardless, Katie Katie has poured me a large amount of wine. So I'm going to get a lot more honest here. But anyways, <laughs> back to Katie. Katie, what is your favorite song on the Lover album? You have two. Go it was ahead. eight ounces. <laughs> anyway, I have two. And one of them is a little bit more close to my heart than the other okay my first one which isn't as close to my heart is it's nice to have a friend which I feel like not as many people like and here's the deal it reminds me a lot of big little lies like the intro music to that and I just really love I don't know why I love the song I just love the song okay don't come at me Brianna I'm at you that's a stupid song well that's your opinion it's nice to have a friend drink (laughs) And my second... I think that Katie likes that song because she doesn't have any friends. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and she's nice like, to have she's a friend. She's like, I wish I had a friend. I wish I had a friend. Ooh. <laughs> I just love melodic. Is that a word? Yeah. Melodic, angelic sounding music. And that's kind of what this song gives me. That song is super mellow, I will say. It is really good. The song that is closer to my heart is Afterglow. It is such... A bop, as Brie would say. So I feel like Afterglow is probably your song, but you would just like to give a shout out to It's Nice to Have a Friend. Yeah. Okay. Respect. So I love Afterglow just because I feel like I can like sing it at the Dang, top of my lungs. I can just like scream it right now. And I can, I love I can, that song. It is such a, like a summer feeling song. Like I feel like I could yell it like while I'm driving a Jeep down the road towards my volleyball game okay (laughs) you're like super tall and like athletic and good at volleyball but um (laughs) anybody else feel like they could definitely relate to the whole like like if you're like if you're a girl and you're in a relationship you're like I was the one that like kind of lost it and like I was the reason that we got in a fight and like we are like at like odds right now like I kind of feel like I relate to that a lot just being like the one to be like it was me like props like that was me I'm the reason that we like throw our plates at each other at Olive Garden and like that was not your fault did that happen to you (laughs) no I wish I freaking (laughs) love Olive Garden (laughs) but you guys like fought with your breadsticks you're like these are free so we can definitely sword fight with them no (laughs) I think that was just like a super relatable song can I make a quick disclaimer sure Brie analyzes these lyrics a lot better than me (laughs) like I like the song because I like the vibe of the music drink when I say vibe vibe um (laughs) and I just think that the song is good, and Bree's like, I love the way the lyrics make me feel. I'm like, I love the symbolism and yeah. the metaphors. <laughs> I do. I really do. I, like, literarily, like, analyze Every lyrics song. for yeah. sure. Which, and maybe that's why we should do, like, another episode that's the Folklore album, because I have a lot of symbolism on that one. Can I go ahead and give my favorite? Yes, go ahead. Okay, so on the Lover album, my favorite song is Death by a Thousand Cuts, and I think it, it's probably just, like, more of a shallow reason. Like, it's more just, like, the beats... And, like, the song, like, the lyrics, like, 
Like I think the Drink. beat. <laughs> I didn't sing the song. I just said the beat. I just think like that the beat is really good on that one. But I also think like if you've ever been like in a hard breakup, it's just kind of like that's so true. Like it's not like one big like stab to like the gut. It's just like a thousand little things that like mess you up. And like that is so true. Um, I think I just love her breakup songs. Like, anytime I've ever broken up with someone, I've, like, cried to her songs, like, on a thousand percent volume and, like, chugged wine and, like, slammed pizza in my face. Like, anybody else? Oh, yeah. We, we also, love we, we do. Aha, uh-huh, dang. And I love the acoustic version of Cornelia Street. Yeah. Live, live acoustic version of Cornelia Street. Oh, dang. I don't know. Okay, so for me, I'd probably go, like, Death by a Thousand Cuts, and then Afterglow, and then Cornelia Street. That'd be my... They're all five stars, though. That'd be my list. Yeah, they all are five stars. But one of them has a heart next to it, one of them has a smiley face, and one of them just has five stars. So, that's so how, that's take how it ha- kind of, like... Take it as you will. Okay, Katie. Let's talk about her most recent album, Folklore. What do you it, think? Her... Her... Oh, God. Her best work? Question mark? I don't know yet i honestly don't know because it's only been how many days three i'm still in shock it's been three (laughs) days she dropped this on us surprise style no right like she was like she was like i'm just gonna like drop an album tonight and i'm like hi let me just like rip up on my heart and like sew it back up you you texted me at like no one knew 9 a.m 9 a.m and you were like taylor's dropping an album who's freaking out and i was like what like I'm already. Are you joking? Out. I have I was never been more excited during this quarantine than Guys, I am right now. This is the best thing that's happened during to COVID. Me, it's the best thing that's happened to me in months, and that is saying a lot. I have been emotionally and physically moved by this album dropping, and that can only be a product of the fact that like Taylor Swift has had a enormous impact on my life, and so I was already ready for her album. I was like, I don't care what the hell this is, like. If it comes out to be, like, crap, I'm like, I don't care. If it's amazing, I don't care. I'm going to be involved emotionally and physically. I I've read a lot of, like, tweets and different just statements from people being like, this is the best thing that's happened in 2020. And I agree. Everyone said that 2020 was over and we just needed to get to 2021. And then Taylor dropped this album and now everyone's excited about 2020 again. Taylor's bringing... 2020 back from the grave she's like rise up (laughs) rise up (laughs) um anyway she like decided to drop this album like surprise and classic taylor fashion i just love that i love that she dropped it 12 hours after she announced she's like she's like i don't don't want people to have to like you know people like will say and like a year out, they'll be like, I'm dropping an album or, in August or, 25, 2025. Or she'll start giving out hints like a year before. And you're like, I'm pretty sure she's dropping an album because she keeps dropping the same picture on Instagram. That's like the same color scheme and theme or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, it keeps you like and she hooked was, in. She was so, she was just so transparent this yeah. time. Just being like, I'm dropping an album. So she, well, okay, but it. she did start posting pictures of the album cover like a month it was, before. No, it was two hours before. Okay, so it was the same Are day. Are you listening to me? No. Do I ever listen to you, Brianna? We need to have a, <laughs> we're going to pause the podcast. Okay. We can have a talk. And we're going to have a fist fight. Okay. This going to be really, really sexy. Sh- we're back. <laughs> we had a really quick talk and now we're best friends again. It was a fist fight in Jello. What? It was so hot. I'm so muddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to cut that all out. <laughs> I won. Anyways, 
Yeah, she so she posted the like artwork for the album like the day that she was dropping the album. Okay, well, anyways, back to the folklore album. Um, when it dropped, I was like obviously in shock, but super excited because I was like, yes, this is exactly what I need right now. I've been kind of like in the coronavirus dumps, one would say. Like, I'm just kind of like, yeah, we're like constantly in like stress and like anxiety and like you it's can't like, go, you can't go out and like you're socially like isolationized and, or wait, I saw, isolized? Isolated. There we go. Isolate. Isolationized? <laughs> isolationized. You made a new word. Well, that's what happens when you're Webster's all by yourself dictionary. in your Let us know if you want to put this in the uh, dictionary. Well, anyways, you're socially isol- isolated. And- Isolationized. <laughs> so she record and, like, produce all of this during quarantine? She did. Yeah, she at did. her house. Yeah, yeah. So Taylor Swift, like, came up with all of this, like, during quarantine. She was and like, at her house. She was like, I'm just, like, by myself, isolated, like, lonely. These are what my thoughts and feelings are. She and, like... She really just made an album in, like... Uh, yeah, what, she, she was, like... Five it was like No, it was, like, three months. Wow. Yeah, so Taylor made an album in three months, which is, like, respect. Like, she... And it's so deep and, like, real. And I just feel like it's a really good um, analysis of um, how she lets her environment like impact her art and how she like expresses herself through that and like she's just like reaction like reactionary to the things that are happening in her life and which makes it very real and raw. I agree with you Brie. I think that Taylor has a lot of things to say about this whole quarantine and she kind of embodied that in her lyrics and we can all relate to it really well because we're all going it's crazy that we're like everyone in the world is going through the same thing and she's kind of taken that feeling that we all have and put it into her lyrics and made an album out of it but to kind of embody what we're feeling but she's also kind of helping us yes and she jumps into other perspectives in a lot of her songs like it's not just the point of view of taylor swift in a relationship like she takes the point of view of the guy or the other woman or like a child whose like friend is being abused or just like someone who's going through a horrible breakup or just came out of a breakup or who's trying to save their relationship. Like I definitely, they're not all just where she is at this current point in time. I which agree. Is different. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I feel like a lot of her albums were like her perspective. Yeah, and they were what she's feeling, and which how, made them good. Yeah, they it was were like, awesome. That's so relatable. But now this album is kind of like. It's just from the perspective of all of her, I don't want to say like it's from the perspective of all of her fans, but it kind of is like, like the world, her audience, like this is how some people are feeling it. It might not be something that she's experienced, but it's something that kind of popped into her head and she feels like, okay, this is a story that needs to be told. The thing that I love most about this album is that it's very real and raw, but I feel like it's very mature unedited unlike intentionally just like towards the human like nature and not so much about um fame and pop and like what like the mass media would want and i I had to ask you what genre you think this would be in what would you say it's like indie folk i like that you yeah because it's i mean it's called folklore so it's like it's not pop no it's all of her, like, none of her songs are ones that I feel like if they came out and she had never written a song before, like, these would not be songs that would make it on the radio. No. But since she's popular, like, these are songs that are going to be played on the radio because yeah. she's such an amazing 
like popular artists that everyone knows about and so it's like but if these came out just like by themselves no one would be like oh wow like these are crazy songs I love this song no so true and I thought about that too and I was like if these songs had come out by anybody but Taylor Swift I don't know that I would have found them or listened to them which which is sad because like they're such beautiful and real songs and like the things that I found in them that I love are like so like life-changing and emotional and a lot mm-hmm. like, yeah and like relatable and like life-changing and it's like yeah there's probably a lot of like songwriters who write this kind of stuff that just don't get recognized because they're not pop stars so katie just before we wrap up i want to know like first impression what is your like favorite song from folklore right now my favorite song from folklore right now is probably epiphany or no you only no get one. i get i get two okay fine we each get two okay fine <laughs> okay fine <laughs> my favorite two songs from folklore because it's so hard to pick because they like honestly every single song on this album is amazing i know um my favorite two probably right now are gonna be epiphany and exile Okay. I love Bonnie Bear. Yeah. Like, if you asked Same. me in high school, like, I loved Bonnie Bear. If you've ever heard Restacks, that is, like, one of my favorite songs from yeah. high school. Like, I used to listen to that all the time. It's one of my favorite songs to listen to whenever I'm, like, studying or just, like, chilling out. And I love Bonnie Bear. So, whenever I found out that she was doing a song with Bonnie Bear, I was so excited. And I love Exile. It's just so amazing. And then um, Epiphany is just... It's just so good. I mean, I can just, like, sit and listen to it and just chill. Bonnie Vera is, like, or not Bonnie Vera, um, Epiphany is, like, a very, like, deep, introspective song, I mm-hmm. would say. Like, that's one that you, like, sit with and you're like, oh, crap. Like, like okay, here's the Here's thing. all my internal wounds. Yeah. I was listening to these songs and not really analyzing the lyrics before Brie was, like, have you even looked up the lyrics to these songs? And I then have, I started looking up the lyrics to the songs. I and looked they up started, the lyrics to every song. <laughs> they they really started hitting me a lot deeper once I did that. And so yeah. if you haven't looked up the lyrics to all of her songs, do it because they they just like hit different whenever yeah. you know what they're about. So true. Because like listening to them, I mean, obviously you're hearing the words, but they're not really sinking in if you don't like look at the lyrics with them. So. Me looking at the lyrics of Epiphany and Exile, it's just, they hit different. And they were great. I love them. So true. What are your favorites? Well, okay, so before I hit my favorites, I do want to comment on Exile, because that one is really good. And I think it's always really good whenever, like, Taylor pairs up with somebody to do, like, both perspectives of, like, the relationship with the situation. Like, I think they did a really good job of, like, demonstrating both sides of the story, which I think is a huge theme of um a folklore in like in total is like here there are multiple sides to a story which i think mm-hmm. is super important to like her album like what she's trying to portray and i think exile does a really good job of that because it's kind of like the guy who's like you didn't even give me a chance to like read your mind and the girl who be who is like i gave you a million signs you know and it's like mm-hmm. and every girl kind of like rec- like can relate to that too like i was communicating with you and like this is what i needed and like you didn't reach that Mm-hmm. And, like, I could only hold on so long. So I think, like, Exile's a super awesome demonstration of that. Um, but my favorite song, um, and I've got two, but I would say the one that I play the most, and maybe it's just because it's most, like, singable, and, like, I like the way it sounds the most, is My Tears Ricochet, which I know is, like, 
the most cliche song. It's like, my tears ricochet, like, I'm an emotional teenager. But it's like, yeah, like, my tears ricochet, like, a freaking bullet, you know? Like, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> um, like a bullet. <laughs> I don't I don't know what it is about my tears ricochet, but it, it, de- it, like, digs into, like, the old Taylor Swift sound for me and, like, just, like, the dramatization of, like, emotion that she has. You sounded so New York just now. Oh, my gosh, thank the you. The dramatization. Thank you. Oh, I just sounded Irish. <laughs> dramatization. The dramatization. <laughs> um, but I just Am think- I Irish or from Boston? I don't. <laughs> The same thing, right? Massachusetts. That's Massachusetts. No, same thing. They're all sure. around the same area. <laughs> Ireland, the sex. Ireland is Boston. right next to Boston. Pack your card, have a yard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, all right, one, anyway. of my, one of my favorite songs is My Tears Ricochet because there's been, like, word that it's about, like, her old record label. Um, What is it? Like, Big Red Machine. Big, big Machine Records. Big Machine Records. So Big Red Machine. <laughs> that sounded like... About right. The big red train. So, big machine <laughs> records. Big like, coach. her, like, I know they had, like, a non-amicable split. Like, her being, like, bye, I'm taking ownership of my work. And, like, you're not, like, you're controlling me. And that we'll is... We'll link be- an article below that talks all about that. So, all of that drama. And, like, if that's, like, what this song is, like, relating to. But even if it's just, like, relating to, like, a breakup or, like, an end in a friendship. Like, that's a really good point. Because it's, like, it always is super painful and violent and loud and then afterwards you're kind of like I wish like you know I still care about you but my other favorite song on the album is Peace um and I think a lot of oh dang it I really don't want to no please don't pick Betty no it's not Betty it's Invisible String so it's it's the tie between Peace and Invisible String because Invisible String do I get pick another one no you You want to pick three essentially Invisible String is about her and Joe Alwyn like finding each other after like years of just like kind of going in other relationships and like not really seeing any like end in sight and then them somehow being connected all this time which is like any single girl's dream thank you so invisible (laughs) string has my heart f you and the other song that i love who are you saying f you because you wouldn't let me pick three songs but can i pick a third song no you you still can't but peace (laughs) is my other song because one the just like the guitar part is awesome and the beat is really good, and I just love the lyrics. I don't know. I don't know what it is. My third song <laughs> is Mirrorball. <laughs> really? I pick Mirrorball. I've been listening to it today, and I – okay, here's the thing, is when a, when an album comes out three days before that you've been really excited – okay, you've been really excited about for 12 hours, that <laughs> – It has been 12 full hours, and I have been I'm so forward. excited to it. <laughs> to it? <laughs> okay when this is the thing when an album comes out 12 hours after you've been expecting it like you're gonna listen to it for so long especially when it's someone who you <laughs> idolize so when you listen to it all day long like Bree and I have been doing for three days straight your favorite song changes so so true one of the songs that I didn't really have on my radar is Mirrorball and that is a song that I've been obsessed with as I've been listening to it today. Okay, but what about... As we've been recording it, it is July 27th. Okay, but what about Cardigan? I love Cardigan. I love every so song. Do I. So here's the thing, is Ugh. with this album, we love pretty much every single song, but... Which so, is okay. weird, because but I feel like that's not typical. It's not typical, except for with the Post Malone album that he just came out with last year. <laughs> I liked every single single song on that album. <laughs> um, but this is not a Post Malone podcast. It's a Taylor Swift podcast. Cop- <laughs> 
We've been drinking too much wine. Mary okay. <laughs> We're gonna link a drunk history episode <laughs> below that we just think will kind of represent this whole entire podcast because that's what this is. So, um. <laughs> What we're basically trying to say is we love Folklore. It is an amazing album by Taylor Swift. She has literally blown our minds mm-hmm. with how amazing her lyrics, her melodies, her... Her ch- change of style. Like, she's just she's just oh. rocking our minds. Okay, Morgan, Morgan has, has something to say. Let's go, Morgan. Hot take. What's okay. the song about the, the house? Oh, oh, The Last Great American Dynasty. This is my favorite... Because Bree and Katie have been listening to it since I moved in 12 hours ago. <laughs> Non-stop while we're just in the middle of the day. And that's the, like, I feel like just fastest, like, cheeriest. It's the most yeah. popular. So, true. so I, it's got the fastest pace. I definitely haven't dove into the lyrics and the meanings and stuff like they have. And I'm sure that I would appreciate it. But if you just want something fun off of this album, listen to the dynasty one the great the The last great american dynasty so it'll just make you want to shake your rump quick backstory on that one (laughs) shake your rump so (laughs) no no we cannot do a backstory okay the b is really good but the backstory is that it's a it's a true story about we're gonna link an article below that brie found that she read earlier this week (laughs) the people that tux tells you all about this whole backstory but brie's gonna really briefly explain it the people that owned the house that taylor swift currently lives in it's like a salt box house on uh, the coast is like a mansion she made the album at this house right? probably i mean she lives there right you said she made it at her house it's well Ro- she lives, i don't know what rhode house she lives in she has a, a she has house. a house in new york and in rhode island and i don't know where else because well, she's really casual well house. anyways I have multiple houses okay I'm very rich. okay listen this is a true story though about like some like rich oil guy who was in St. Louis and his wife that he married. They like bought a house in Rhode Island and then like it became kind of a party house and then like he died and the girl was just like a wild child and she just like did whatever she wanted and like Taylor resonated with her a lot because it was kind of like, oh, this girl was loud and did whatever she wanted and she ruined everything. And it's like a classic like narrative, you know? And so Taylor Swift. Uh, resonated with this woman a lot, Rebecca Harkness, um, who lived there after her husband died because there was a lot of, like, oh, she was, like, very upsetting to, like, image, and she did whatever she wanted, and that ruined everything. And Taylor Swift was like, yeah. That was the long version of the backstory, not the short version. (laughs) Yes, that was. (laughs) If you want an entire podcast on folklore, just let us know. Guys, I have literally researched so much on this album i'm not kidding you brie will come up to me every single minute of the hour and just say did you know blank 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 about taylor swift and this album there is so and i'll much. say wow brie that's amazing I don't tell care. me more <laughs> no katie says i don't care <laughs> <laughs> thanks for telling me i appreciate it long story short we love folklore and it's an amazing album. So if you haven't listened to it, then you should because if you aren't, then your 2020 is basically screwed. So that's it. Let's move into Yippies and Skippies. Yeah. Brie and I have two Yippies and Skippies each this week, except for one of our Yippie and Skippy picks is with each other. So, yeah. Our Yippie this week together is that Morgan, Morgan moved, moved in! in! Woo! Woo! 
She is our new roommate. We're so excited she's here. Yay, she's having Morgan. a great time. Girl time. So contributing to our podcast yes. so today. Morgan was um my friend from college. We were in a sorority together. And my friend as well. Well, Morgan and I were roommates in college. But we were friends as well. Okay, but Katie was only friends because we were friends. <laughs> but we're also friends. But we're all friends. We're for all sure. friends. Anyways, <laughs> welcome Morgan. Welcome we're so to, glad you're here. Welcome to the house. Group Tinder account. Yes. Yeah, we should. <laughs> Can I be involved at this point? So Morgan was in the group Tinder account that I touched on uh, on the dating apps episode. Uh, really it was Morgan, excited. Morgan, and my other friend. We were all on the group Tinder. If you don't know what we're talking about, then go back and listen to the dating apps episode. Go back and check yourself. Um, in our group, Skippy for Brie yeah. and I this week is that yeah. our other roommate Claire moved out. We Aww, miss her, Claire. Please. But here's the thing about Claire is that she's moving to the Bahamas. So is anybody really sad for her? No, no, because <laughs> her life is getting an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go visit her in the Bahamas, and now we are so excited because we have someone to go visit yeah. in the Bahamas. Bahamas and the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> in the Bahamas. So good job for Claire. Way to go, girl. Thank you for giving us a vacation destination. But we are sad to see her go. But we, we love to watch. You. We love to watch her leave. Yes, we do. <laughs> okay, Brie, what is your singular yippee this week? Okay, so my yippee this week is that my oldest sister Chelsea is in town from Austin and staying oh, with my good. parents, yeah, and that's so. Fun. I get to hang out with her and her boyfriend, and I just love them, and it's going to be really fun. That I just is love, really fun. I love being with my siblings. I don't know. So, Chelsea's in town. We're going to hang. I'm excited. Yeah, about that you? is so much fun. I want to see Chelsea this week. Oh, we're definitely going to. Okay, good. Um, it's always fun being with your siblings, you know? It is. It's like a party you, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like you reconnect with that party you. So, it'll be fun. What about you? What's your yippee? Okay, so I know this isn't really allowed, but I have kind of like two things. I have a book and I have a movie. Except for my movie that I'm recommending is not really 100% a yippee. It's just kind of like half a yippee. How do you feel about that? What? <laughs> Let me just say my first Are one. your yippees and skippies book recommendations? One of them is a book recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, go for it. Okay, so my first yippee is going to be The Silent Patient by Alex... Michelides, I think that's how you say it. Um, and it is a book that I have not finished yet, but I am really enjoying it. And it is basically about a doctor, a psychotherapist, who starts working at this new mental hospital. And it, he is working with this woman who hasn't spoken since she murdered her husband. <gasps> It's really good so far, and I'm oh. really enjoying it, and I've heard so many good reviews from it. It's got a 4.1 out of 5 on Goodreads, a 4.5 out of 5 on Barnes & Noble. So it's, I mean, I think a lot of people are really liking it, and so I'm excited to see what the twist is, because I've heard the twist is really, really good, and I so, really like mystery books. So how far into it are you? I'd say about 30%. Okay. But I'm already recommending it, so that shows you that I really like it. Okay, so your yippee is a book. Let's just be clear on that. My third yippee, it's a half yippee, and it is for the movie, the new movie that came out in, I think, 2018, The Charlie's Angels. The new really? Charlie's Angels with Kristen Stewart. What and I just got to, this is why, this is why. Because Kristen Stewart, we talked about her in our Twilight episode, and I just have to say that she acts the exact same in the 
new Charlie's Angels movies that she does in Twilight. And I just think it's funny. So I think you need to go watch the new Charlie's Angels movie if you want to see Kristen really? Stewart at her best. Your yippee was her being the same Bella Swan as she is. She's better. The new tw- it's like Bella <laughs> Swan 2.0. It's like Bella Swan 2.0. That's gross. Okay, well, what's your skippy then? Your singular skippy. <laughs> My singular skippy is that we didn't take the trash out last week. <laughs> oh my gosh, so true. <laughs> Guys, we have been moving Morgan in and moving Claire out, and like there's so much trash, and we forgot to take our trash out last week, and so our trash can is full, and we have like four piles of just trash by our trash bin. And right now. we have three days until the trash truck comes. It is a nightmare, I will say. That is my that is my skippy this week. It is, is like the only week that we're getting to take your trash out. It's like literally <laughs> the only week we've ever forgotten to take our trash out too. And it is the most valuable week that we should have uh, taken our trash I hate out. us. We are the worst. What's your skippy, Brie? <laughs> well my singular skippy is that my singular skippy (laughs) my other sister my middle sister nicole who is only a year older than me moved to georgia only like three weeks ago like beginning of july um to be with her husband and it's just been sad because like i don't see her as much she was my fitness coach at orange theory and now i don't see her and like we've only talked on the phone like a couple times and so it's like my Skippy is like she's gone, but like my Yippie is like my oldest sister is here, and I just realized how much like siblings matter, you know? Yeah. Like I just love my sisters, so it's been kind of hard. I have a sister too. It's me, but I get to see her. Because just she kidding. Lives here. She has Emily. She Hi, has, Emily. She has another sister from another Mister. <laughs> <laughs> You're my mom's child. <laughs> yeah. True. Okay. Well, guys. Thank you for joining us. Um, we're so glad you guys are here. We literally love you. We love all three of you. <laughs> you three are our most favorite listeners. I just have to, can we just shout out one fan really quick? Because <gasps> he continues to listen. Yes. And he is our biggest fan. Biggest fan. Nate. Nate. You made it to Osborne. the end of this episode. You are our favorite. You are our biggest fan and we are so thankful for you. If you want to be one of these people that we shout out just like listen to every episode and then like tweet us and like tiktok message us and then instagram message us and we will shout you out nate hasn't done any of those things but he does constantly text me and also <laughs> actually he never texts me he constantly <laughs> lets me know in person verbally but just so you guys know like our listener count has um skyrocketed recently i'm guessing because of the quarantine but um, we just really appreciate you guys listening and contributing to our fan base, and we love you. And we have really just a lot of fun recording, and that's why we do this. So, And if you have any episode recommendations for what you want to listen to, you what you want us to talk about, just, like, let us know. You can email us. You can message us on Instagram. Send a dove. Twitter. Send a dove. <laughs> send, your, send your owl to us. Harry Potter style. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Just let us know, and we will we will try to put that into our roster of talking. So thank you, guys. We love you, and we'll see you next week. Stay sweet.